God, everybody's going to get sick and tired of hearing me say it, but I love the <laughs> intro music. It is awesome. I rock out every time. Uh, I am Scott. I'm the Sober Heathen, and I am very happy that uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, you are listening to the podcast. Uh, super excited for this one. A um, little selfish thing here. Get to mark Ireland off the uh, off the map of guest appearances. Man. Yeah, man. I, I cannot wait to just sit and listen to Emma talk because I love the accent. It's awesome. Uh, Emma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, I already s- spoiled where you're from. So um, you know, welcome to the podcast. Uh, tell us Thank a little you. bit about yourself. Okay, Scott. So as you know, I'm Emma from Belfast and um, I have been not drinking alcohol for three and a half years now. Um, And I'm so grateful I came across you on Twitter Um, and I'm so grateful to be here. So thank you so much for the opportunity just to be sitting here um, and get to tell my story um, and maybe share it with people who are listening and maybe inspire some people and maybe give some people some tips. Um, but because uh, I know every sober journey is different and all the reasons why people choose to be sober are different also. Um, and all, you know, the, the way people reach out as well. Um, I know you've, you mentioned a lot in your, your podcast about AA um, and other other um, support networks and stuff. So I would like to get talking about that if, if we do. I had a plan of what I wanted to speak about, but as you know yourself in life, sometimes it just doesn't go that way. I'll probably sure. talk about different things. But um, the reason why I stopped alcohol um, basically was, if, if I think about it now, I really should have given up around 10 years ago. Um, but I started on my trying to be sober um, six years ago. Um, and the reason was because I just didn't like the way alcohol was making me feel. Um, even while I was drinking, I, you know, just being drunk. Um, I wasn't never a happy drunk when I look back. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't see how anybody can say drunk is happy. So I would feel strongly about that. Um, so I wasn't a happy drunk. Um, I always ended up crying um, in a terrible state, um, waking up not remembering where I was, what I'd done, and really bad anxiety. And then as the years went on, it turned into like kind of depression after alcohol. So I'm not too sure um, where I can't really pinpoint one thing. Um, but all I know is that I, 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 I woke up one day and says, you know, I've had enough of this. Um, there has to be more to life than feeling this way at the weekends. And also, um, it wasn't just the weekends. It, it started to get to the point where I was drinking alcohol because I was stressed, not because I wanted to have a good time. You know, the way, the way, um, alcohols glamorized and advertised and were brainwashed for it to, it makes it look like life is much more better with alcohol when it's yeah. the actual opposite. Um, and obviously, you know, yourself, we all know it destroys more lives than it helps lives. So um, I'm trying to sort of structure what I'm saying here. Um, 
the main reason was low mood, no, no, no motivation, severe depression, bad anxiety, negative thoughts. And I, I then started to, when I give it up, so I'm not, uh, completely free from it three and a half years. And from that, I, my life has changed amazingly in so many ways. I have just, I feel like a different person. And I'm so, so grateful for my inner strength because being Irish isn't hard. <laughs> or sorry, being Irish, it's hard to give up alcohol because sure. we're known for Guinness and having a good time and getting the Irish pubs and doing pub crawls and things like that there. So it is quite a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's sort of ingrained in us, you know? Um, so coming away from that alone, um was was quite challenging because it actually wasn't a craving for alcohol it was actually undoing a lot of behaviors and mindsets you know so from that time say three and a half years i've been to well i've obviously celebrated christmas birthdays christmas weddings unfortunately funerals um and then other life life experiences and alcohol they're fueled with alcohol and to overcome that, I just feel like I have this superpower and I want other people to know that they can have this too. Right. And I, I, I socialize, I go out with my friends, we go to bars, um, I still go to all the like, family weddings and things like that. And I actually, I, I would say, and my family members have told me this and my friends, that I'm actually the one enjoying myself the most without alcohol, you know? Yeah. So it's just, um, I'm journaling every day. Um, hopefully one day, I don't know, I don't, I don't like to say things before they actually happen, but I would love to write a book. I actually am writing, but it would be more to publish a book. Um, and basically just for it to be someone else's survival, survival guide. Yeah. And it's brought me here, speaking to you on my first ever podcast interview and my dream so hopefully awesome. you can help me with this. My dream is to have my own podcast. Awesome. Yeah. So you can oh, yeah. me. You're the first person. Awesome. Well, I, I will do anything I can to help you. Thank you so much. It's just, it has to be experienced. I just wish people would wake up to it, you know, like, especially young people. Yeah. And there is, where I'm from, I've seen a lot of young people. Um, they're watching my posts and they're watching other people. Um, giving up alcohol and starting to be living living a life more freely um, and achieving more goals and becoming better versions of themselves. And I really, really hope that that's the way the world starts to go in that direction. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it, 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 it's really hard to, uh, for the younger crowd to see it, you know, and, and being in treatment four times, you know, the younger crowd seems to be on the NA side of it, you know, um, coming in to try to get help from from other drugs like needles and pills. And it always seemed like the AA groups were the older dudes and women, you know, were in the AA thing. You know what I mean? Like the older people were in there for alcohol because it, for whatever reason, it, it, it doesn't click in at an early age that how poor alcohol is for you. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. It's like you said, it's celebrated. It's everywhere. And it's, it's yeah. really hard. It's really hard to be like, well, if it's so bad, why is it everywhere? You know, I, 
that might not be a thought that you have in your head, but that's certainly how it's presented in, in society. Yeah. And another thing I, I tend to always ask myself, and I, I do put it out there when I'm in conversations with people in my day job, I'm a fitness instructor as well. So, and I, I'm also a clubber size instructor and that is sober clubbing, clubbing, sober clubbing. So it's like a night scene, like, like an, a nightclub scene, but it's exercise and music. So, so when I have that class, and getting the message out to them. Um, so uh, as, as many people as I'm around, I'm, get, I'm trying to get that message out. What is it that's good about alcohol? Tell me one good thing that you like about it. And it is a perfect question because it just makes them go, God, I'm just, she's right. What, what is good about alcohol? Yeah. I don't, in, my, in my opinion, nothing. There's nothing good about it. You know, you don't need alcohol to relax. You don't need alcohol to have a good time. You don't need alcohol to, 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 to get rid of low mood because it actually makes it a thousand times worse. Yep. And I, I, I just want to dig deep into the research as to why it's ingrained in humans so much and how we can move away from it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a false, it's a false positive. It's, um, you know... Um, I know in AA they talk about the immediate ease and comfort you get from taking that first drink. Well, that may be true uh, for the normal drinkers. Um, I know that that's what I'm seeking every time that I picked up in the past was that immediate ease and comfort, but it doesn't last. It's 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 here and it's gone uh, before you know it. And for me, uh, I was chasing that feeling the entire time. So, you know, started out having, you know, a uh, couple shots and a beer and that I had that feeling and I could ride it out for a little bit. And then by the end, um, it would take a half pint or a pint of vodka to get that feeling. And then it was gone because by the time that, you know, um, you know, but by the time that I actually started feeling good, I was already so far in the bag, I was already heading toward passing out as it was. So yeah, there's, there's no real positive and it kills your body. It kills your brain. There's, you know, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, there is real, no positive, no positive. I mean, it, like I said, it's a false positive. You know, it, um, one of my favorite quotes is alcohol gave me wings, but then it took away the sky. So, you know, you, you get this sense of freedom and you, you get this sense of like, Oh, I'm i I'm funnier. I'm more outgoing. And, and that might be the case. But it's also behind those things taking away so much more. Yeah, you're hundred percent. That's a lovely quote. It's very true. Um, I took a drive a couple of weeks ago to get into my car. Um, and see, geographically speaking, where I live, um, we I, I come from what you would call a working class area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so crime rate is high. It, Without getting into all this, but I'm going to mention it to you so you can get an insight as to where my background and what where I'm coming from. The war in the north of Ireland, okay, um, you know, in the sixties and the seventies and the eighties. But well, I'm forty six, so I lived through the troubles, okay. So our areas and our our part of our country are actually still coming out of of the the we're still we're still um coming through the emotions of the trauma of the troubles okay 
So on top of that, in our areas, um, I, I, I'm, you know, politicians need to, you need, politicians need to come together for this reason. Every housing estate where I live has an off license where young people stand outside every weekend because I was one of those young people and it's at the corner of every housing area from their 13 wanting adults to buy them alcohol. And the reason they're doing that is because the generations before them are doing that and it make it look, it's like a mystery. Oh, why are we not allowed to drink this? Well, that's just going to want to make young people drink it even more. Okay, because yeah. you know what the remains are like. So this is where the problem is. So see, because we don't have intervention, to pre- because intervention is prevention. So if they didn't have that when they're young, growing up, it could 50% help half the problem. You know, like it could... So me and you're talking about as adults, how we deal with it, what we think about it, but children don't know that yet. So they're going to start drinking. And then by the time they're older, it's too late. So we need to sort out what what, what young people are seeing. Their environments need to be healthier. They need to remove the off licenses where children are looking at it every morning, going to school. Obviously, they watch their parents drinking. I watch my parents drinking. I don't think it was part of my problem. It made a valid to it because it's a family thing, it's normal. Yes, that's right. But I think we need to go back. I'm just passionate about it, Scott. You know, I just, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't just give up alcohol because I was lying, suffering as an alcoholic. I was afraid of going in that direction. And yes, it was taking over my life, but I'm, I'm more passionate about helping other people um, and preventing people from becoming alcoholics. And I know we can do it because the quote, like yourself, I'm into philosophy become the change you want to see in the world. So remove the off licenses from our working class areas. Our children deserve better. If they're not there and they have healthier centers like wellbeing centers or a place where something is like positive, it draws them in where they want to work on their goals and they come together and they do community things and they don't, you know, that would be part of the problem gone. So they won't have to sit and talk on podcasts at our age, at this stage in their lives, um, about the damage alcohol has done to them. You know. Yeah, and the only way to do that is to do what you're doing, you know, speaking out and talking about it and bringing awareness to it. Uh, I think you're right. There's two things that need to happen. One, the stigma needs to be removed of, you know, um, only bad people drink. And then the stigma needs to remove that yep. alcohol is a positive. I mean, look, I mean, I am, I'm all about freedom, right? So if you want to drink, then that's your choice. Yes. Think, I'm not against it either. Yep. Yep. I know right. what you mean. Yep. Yeah. But we need to, we need to uh, be realistic and, and put the information out there for the, for the younger people to, so they know what it does to, to you. I mean, it. Education. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you. I've, I've been, I've been told, and you know, through treatments, through the people that know, that once you start abusing alcohol, your brain stops developing. So, you know, I started abusing alcohol at 21. So, you know, uh, I, I think males, it's something like 25 or 27 or something. Your brain develops. So, I, my brain stopped developing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. If you started using earlier than that, you know, your your brain, you really you rewire, you literally rewire connections in your brain when you start abusing alcohol. And I think if you know, 
you know, we 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 have uh, we have all these these studies in college and and, and high school and stuff that you know that uh, they want taught. I, I think education on these type of things is would be super important for sure. Yep, and you know, one other big problem is um, when you look at the bigger picture, it's legal. It's a legal mm-hmm. drug. Yeah. So that's where people are brainwashed. People aren't critical thinking, and young children, especially, are exposed to this. So. I tend to say when people are they're speaking to me, um, they say alcohol and drugs. I say, you know, no, it's drugs. All right, I'm not going to judge you for drinking it. That's your choice. But just remember, it's a drug. Mm-hmm. It is a drug. Just because it's legal doesn't make it any less of a drug. That's the government and their corruption side um, because of the tax and whatever way they want to control it. They don't care about humans. If they cared about us, they wouldn't have alcohol so freely in supermarkets and there wouldn't be, you know, it, it's a trend and arrow down again. There's so many things that I want to talk about. But, right. we got um, yeah, yeah. Talk. do you know what I mean? Just, so Just talk, yep. It's all good. <laughs> it's legal, so that's a big problem. Um, and, you know, young children, like, there, there, there you go. There was there was a post doing its rounds on Facebook. I, I went off Facebook at Christmas and went back on there because my son... Um, has is doing really well at boxing. Um, it helps his mental health. Um, growing up here in Belfast, it's very we're losing young people by suicide every single day. Yeah. So, and it's his generation that you know, alcohol and drugs is it's just wiping them out. Um, opioids as they're known as well, and you know, things like that. There, and then also, alcohol is a gateway drug now to cocaine. So. When I, I was out a couple of weeks ago at a, when my son was boxing um, and then I was out in other places and every single toilet, people are in closing the doors in the toilets. They're not out in the bar. They're in the toilets and we all know what they're doing in the toilets. So if they weren't in that bar drinking, they wouldn't be in the toilets doing what they're doing. You know, it, and I, don't want, I don't have to say it in so many words, but um, and then there, there was this post going around Facebook and it was... Um, I thought to myself, here we go with Facebook, the negativity and, and, you know, things like that. But it was like a long post and everyone was sharing it. And it was the the message was young women, when you are out in the city centre and you're drinking alcohol with your friends, your friends aren't safe. um, So they're in danger. But the message wasn't about alcohol. The message was about so make sure you all stick together. Make sure you watch your friends. And I thought to myself. This is wrong. This is a total wrong message. What they should be saying is, don't drink alcohol. You yeah. can't keep you can't keep an eye on your friends if you're drunk. Yeah. So do you understand me? I I didn't comment on it. I didn't share it. I didn't get involved in it. I just thought to myself, you know, the critical thinkers there would say, you know, they're asking young children, teenagers, to look after their friends in, in case that they go off in danger. When they're already in danger when they're drinking alcohol anyway so how can they all look after each other if they're blocked out of their heads falling about the city center yeah you know it's it's just there it's right there in front of our eyes and i have my daughter my daughter's 19 and my son's 25 and i i, I know i'm getting through to them and i i believe they've already told me other people have told me that i am becoming a brilliant example to them from constantly talking about 
the dangers of alcohol, how, how much your life will improve without it. And my daughter is actually starting to think about giving it up. And she's only 19. She's saying, Mommy, you know, I feel like listening to you um, that I don't want to drink alcohol anymore. You've put me off it. And I said, just because I've made you aware of the day after you've been drinking, how are you feeling? You're stuck in bed. You can't study for university all because you're lying there down from a hangover. You're feeling sad. You're eating the wrong food. Why? You don't need it. You're young and beautiful. You don't need alcohol. You don't need it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's it's quite literally a poison, but it's yep. it's not how it's portrayed, and that's unfortunate. It's it's Glamourous. meant to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it, movies and then TV shows. You know, um, oh, I woke up with a hangover. Oh, you know, and everybody's laughing, and it's it's comical. Well, I wish I could have filmed myself uh, doing the. Uh, the nightly and morning dry heaves for hours and hours on end with, you know, nothing, not producing anything come out because I've already puked it all up, but I'm just hovering over the toilet or a trash can dry heaving all day because of what alcohol it did to me. You know what I mean? They're not going to show that because that doesn't sell. And, and at yeah. the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a money-making process, you know, and. hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah I, I mean we we can and I, I and I agree you know um you know I, I wish it just didn't exist but people are going to find a way you know it was illegal back when uh, Bill W uh for a time you know Bill W was trying to get sober before he wrote the big book or whatever and and um you know alcohol was illegal and people are still getting it somehow you know what I mean so I think I think you're right the best avenue to do this is awareness and education that's 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 what's going to solve the problem because people are going to find a way to get it one way or another. And, you know, I, I didn't believe for the longest time, you know, even when it was a problem, I didn't believe it was a problem. I believed it was a problem that I could solve by just modifying or changing things here and there. And that's the deception of this disease. Um, yeah. it, it, it makes you think that today will be different, even though evidence would suggest, you know, the last year of my life, it's been the same result every single day. Yeah. yeah. So, Amazing. And um, another thing was that the stigma. I faint myself. This is what I've experienced, Scott, in the in the in the during the three and a half years. You come across different characters, okay? So you'll come across characters who go, Oh my god, that is absolutely amazing. Tell me more. I, I would love to give up alcohol. And then you'll get the people who try and patronize you and put you down. Yeah. Um I remember I was in the company of of a crowd of people and a woman in particular. Um well, so, some so people in the in the company were saying to me, um, why don't you just drink? You're making people feel uncomfortable. You know, like, because I know, I know. And I was like, well, actually, that, that wasn't my problem. That problem sat with that person. But I'm very yeah. aware of that. They were just projecting who they were onto me. Yeah. And I couldn't decide what to drink, even though I was in a bar. I love being in a bar. I love being around people. But you just don't need to drink alcohol to be in a bar. I want to stop that stigma of socializing. You have to drink alcohol to socialize. But getting back to the point, um, I I um I decided not very good decision to drink Red Bull, yuck. But there was nothing else. But it wasn't alcohol. So anyway, I, I bought a set of Red Bull. Um, when I when I came down to the table, a girl, a woman, put her head to the side and went, ah. Oh, no, you know, like, oh, I feel sorry for you. You can't drink alcohol. 
you know, patronizing me again. And it was awful. I actually wanted to cry because they were making me feel like I was less of a person. Um, so I just got up and, and went out a wee walk just to get fresh air because I didn't want to react. Um, and I didn't want to let them, their insecurities bring me down, yeah. you know. But um, even that there, you come across people who will really, really push you and inspire you and be so happy for you. And then you'll just get other people who will say, no, you, you're the one with the problem. There's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. Yes, like me and you were saying earlier on, Scott, there isn't. But I don't like it when people start to blame the person. Yeah. You know, it, it, alcohol is a problem and alcohol isn't good. But if people want to drink it, that's fine. It's not up to me to judge them. But yet they judge you for not yeah. drinking. Yeah, I, I think Just, that's, that's that's terrible. I, I don't see what you get out of that. You know, I I haven't I've been fortunate enough. I haven't dealt with that. Like exactly like, uh, come on, dude, you don't be a quitter. You know, I, I've had yeah, people yeah. kind of yeah. like, uh, it, it, you know, in jest, they'll say that I had one friend who I don't I mean, he's still he's still my friend. I still care about him. Uh, but I, I don't talk to him as much intentionally because, you know, he was in the mindset that if I would just drink with him, uh, he would show me how to do it and he would keep me in line. You know, we could go out and hang out and he would be able to help me control my drinking. And he just doesn't get it. He meant well by it, um, you know, and then, um, you know, uh, other people have said to me, well, just drink beer, you know, just, you know, slow down. Uh, I can't. That's the whole yeah, that's point. Now, I can't. If I would love to be able to go out and have a couple beers with dinner, but the, the the fact of the matter is, for me, I didn't even. I there is not. Well, there's maybe one alcoholic drink that I enjoyed the taste. It was not for the taste for me. It was for the effect. Yes. And you know, and so the the effect, and the farther you go into it, the shorter amount of time. I, I have a video pinned on my Twitter. I don't know if you ever seen it, but it's called. It was written by Nuggets. It's called Nuggets, and it's a picture of this bird. You have to check it out. It's 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 really great because it it's just like is this. The, the one you put up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it's the black and white one with the bird and the yellow. Oh my something. god, powerful! powerful. Yeah, it's it's ex that's exactly what it is. You know, you get that that effect, and then as you get addicted, I cried when I watched that. Oh, me too. Very powerful. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did too. Yeah, I watched yeah. it like three times in a row the first time I seen it. And it, it just lays it out perfectly, you know, and that that warm and fuzzy, that easy cover just gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And you just can't wait to get it again. You know, the bird at the end, the birds are like sprinting to the next time that they can, you know, get to that little, little blob, you know. And it, I mean, it's that's what it is. And for me and for people like us that, you know, it went from habit to obsession. You can't go back. And, and yeah. it's hard for people to understand that. But I think, yeah. again, we keep talking about it. Hopefully we'll get to it. You know, we've come raise a long way. Raise the awareness and keep yeah. raising the awareness. Yeah, we've we've come a long way. I mean, I think um I don't I don't know how it is um over there, but I think like a good example is smoking. You know, it it they over here there's ads, all kinds of ads telling you how bad it is and explain it to you. You know, it used to be something that was glamorized on TV, you know, the main character would be smoking away on cigarettes, you know. But now that's not the case, and and there's more there's more information out there on how bad smoking is for you. Yeah. See why we can't do the same with alcohol. I don't think they ever will, because you know what? Yeah. It's ingrained in too many things. Smoking. I used to smoke. I give up smoking. We see what age is Amelia? She's twenty. I'm off cigarettes twenty years, and I was a real heavy smoker. Um, 
Um, I don't think they'll ever, the government will ever, 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 ever stop and do that with alcohol because it's a completely different ball game. Um, there was something I wanted to talk about there. What was it? There's not many things and they're popping in and out of my head, but it will come to me. Yeah. Um, yes, this is the one I love. Why don't you just drink in moderation, right? Yeah. Now, it's not that I can't, right? I just don't want to. But yeah. what is the point of drinking to not get drunk? I don't yeah. understand it. <laughs> what is the point of going out and having it's, two pints? It makes no what sense. For? Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. You either drink to get drunk or you don't. I, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it, people don't critical think and then they go to you, but sure, I can just take it or leave it. That's another one I've heard, you know, and and uh, sorry, I was saying earlier on, I took a drive around Belfast City Centre. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place. It's buzzing. Belfast City Centre. We're coming out of the troubles there's peace in our country now. So there's a lot of good things happening. We've got a lot of tourists coming here and things like that. Um, but when I took a drive around just to look at all the drunk people to see what I used to look like, okay? Yeah. Coming out of discos and nightclubs and oh, looking like you're having fun. I didn't see no fun. I seen bottles getting smashed, bouncers, doormen getting beat up, brawls in the street. Women falling, crying, nearly getting knocked down. Couples fighting and arguing, men punching each other. People lying in the middle of the ground eating kebabs with their shoes off. Why? And I just went to myself, what was I thinking? Even though I wouldn't have been that bad. But, you know, it's a culture. And I really do believe in... The quote that I said earlier on, become the change you want to see. So, Scott, I think speakers in the schools, maybe late primary school, like when children are 10, 11, being prepared for secondary school. You know, the education system, there isn't enough education on it. It's all about passing the exams and it's all about getting those marks and sitting down and being quiet and listening to the teacher. And there's nothing about the dangers of alcohol or even loving ourselves. If we were taught in school and by society to love ourselves more, then alcohol would have another less chance of getting to us. Secondary school, teenagers, oh my God. They need so much intervention for the prevention so we're not dealing with recovery. So if we yeah. get speakers and motivational speakers, get the podcast like yourself out there. Your podcast is doing amazing. I've seen you gathering all your followers on Twitter. Um, and that's going to get bigger and bigger because Twitter's amazing for, I started Twitter as I'm a mad soccer fan, <laughs> Celtic, Glasgow Celtic. Um, and I gathered all those followers and it's now all sober people. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> gathered right. the sober tribe. So, you, you you know, people like yourself, I've seen you. I'm so glad I came across you that day because when you put up, does anybody want to be interviewed? I was like, oh, my God, because um, I had been doing my meditation all that morning and talking to my higher self, and then you just appeared out of nowhere, and I was like, that was meant to happen. Okay. That's another thing. Your higher self, you're, some people go to AA, some people turn to God. 
if, if they're really bad. Um, some people, you know, your higher self, I believe in. So, so, so say we're talking about your spiritual side, the universe, the law of attraction. If you want to say God, some people don't like to say God because they think yeah. it's religious, but it's not. It's just holy. Sure. So I call it Gus, God, universe, and spirit. When okay. you tap into that, if you meditate and you choose the life of walking in nature, loving yourself, practice compassion, read books on giving up alcohol, read books on psychology, you know, surround yourself with people like yourself, talk to people like yourself and start getting the podcast out there. I believe that there's a chance that so, so many people will be saved. I I agree. And I think the recovery community on Twitter is amazing. There's one guy in particular, I I won't say his name, but he's been going through it. You know, his marriage was crap and then now he's back and this and that. And it's just been, it's been, he's just staying positive, you know, and it has not been anything close to perfect or as some might want to judge, but he's, he's doing it. And I think the community is really helping him. You know what I mean? And it's, that's amazing. And, and I'm so glad yeah. to hear that. There is so many people. I yeah. love to see the people coming on Twitter and saying, please help me. I'm struggling. Um, or you'll get the people who are coming on and saying, I was struggling for this amount of time and look where I am now. And it's absolutely amazing. And it's not just alcohol. It's coke addiction, cocaine. It's um, gambling. Um, loads of other, other addictions. Are, 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 there seems to be, Twitter seems to be the place and the platform because it's not just Facebook. Facebook's kind of local, but Twitter's worldwide, and it's it's more of a, the algorithms are bringing more people together, and it's absolutely amazing to see. Um, and the young people are watching, um, and I will never stop speaking where I'm from in my community. Um, and I, I I I really hope that I inspire people who are afraid to come forward, but maybe do it in silence and have a look what their alcohol intake is and just get away from it and just you know live the life on the other side of it and that's the life of your dreams and your your mind is your mind has clarity peace joy oh my god there are so many reasons to give it up and there's no no reasons to drink it that that that's my belief system you know there why wouldn't you want to give it up and just experience this lose the booze yeah lose the booze man (laughs) it's it you know i i I try to say it as as often as i can without seeming like i'm trying to make things about me but you know with my history you know i'm i'm technically here here i'm a felon you know so that takes away you know a lot of rights for me because i have three owis i've never hurt anybody there's never been a victim to anything that i've done Yes. I got, so, but I, I'm a felon. I have no driver's license. I have all, thousands of dollars of fines that I need to pay. It's really hard to find a job. Um, I've seen my kids one time in the last year, year and a half in person. Um, I was engaged. I'm not engaged anymore. You know, all these things, even with all those things said, I'm still, I feel better today, even with all this crap in my mm-hmm. life than I, than my best day drinking out, you know, outside of maybe the first, you know, the first year of doing it, maybe I could make an argument that those were f- some fun times, but with what it led to, it totally negates all the good. There was, there's, there's no amount of good that could negate the bad that has come because of alcohol. 
Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. But if you were drinking alcohol, you would be a thousand times worse. Well, I mean, you, so, you have to, you know, as, as addicts, we look at things in a, in a, in a negative perspective, you know, and that's the disease trying to talk us into not feeling and going back to it. Right. So instead of looking at it as I hadn't seen my kids in over a year in person, I saw them in person last Monday. So things are progressing. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, I don't have a license, but because I, yeah, because I don't have a license, I'm able to do a podcast and I'm talking to somebody from freaking Ireland right now who has a great story to tell, you know, and it's going to help people, you know? And so you got to look at things and what there are through the, you know, step back and look at it. And you can't do that in active addiction. You cannot step back and look at things objectively. Yeah, definitely. And um, there was a quote that I came across. Um, I'm not too sure if mine was addiction, Scott. Um, I know we all are addicted to something. We're born addicted in this world. It's just the way it's designed. It's the matrix, if you want to put it that way. Um, the government have us addicted by the time we're five and our environment is already created in our wee minds. That's another, t- that's another conversation, maybe for another day. Um, but um, we're programmed, yeah. But there was something I was going to say there and it's a way out of my head again. Oh my God, there's not many things. Um, <laughs> I get it. That will come back to me. Um, but yeah, so addiction, that's what it was. I don't think addiction was my big thing, but there was a quote the other day and it said, um, addiction is giving up everything for one thing. Mm -hmm. Recovery is giving up one thing for everything. Beautiful. How powerful is that? So think about it. Absolute truth. Addiction is giving up everything for one thing. And recovery is giving up one thing for you to gain everything back. And there you're saying about you had your, your children the other day. And that's obviously going to get better and better and better and better. And I believe then, I believe in God. I have a very, very, very strong faith. I'm not religious. I don't preach. Okay. Yeah. I believe that I'm holy. And I believe that God helped me out of so many hard times. My, my, my problem with alcohol started off with struggling as a single parent and my house being repossessed, taken back by the mm-hmm. bank and financial struggle. Um, and then obviously early menopause as well. I started to develop the anxiety with alcohol and the bad relationship with it and, um, and things like that there. So I believe that when I turned to my faith, I honestly, I really, truly believe that my faith got me out of the darkness and helped me get that inner strength to just get up and give it up one day mm-hmm. and be able to go out and enjoy my life without giving into alcohol. I still buy alcohol-free beer, not because I feel like I need to have it there, but you know, what do you, what else do you do? Drink tea and coffee all day? No, I don't want to drink tea, any more tea. I've drank loads of tea. I don't want to drink water. I drink loads of water. I want to have a wee beer, but with no alcohol in it, you know, because I like beer. So it's, it's, there's loads of different ways of um, getting, getting around it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I've went to, um, it's not the healthiest thing, but I drink a lot of, um, 
I've went from regular to diet soda. I love me some yeah. Dr. Pepper. And, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm only eight months into it. I'm going to fight my battles as I as I can. And so, you know, uh, probably at the one year mark, I'll probably start trying to eliminate some other unhealthy things that are going on. Good for you. Yeah, I've done things like that. I, I The first thing I done was give up alcohol. And people, people don't understand. It's like a can of worms. So see, when you take that out of the way, you start to have all these other wee addictions, like, oh shit, what will I do now then? So, because I'm definitely not going to touch alcohol. I mean, we're not superhuman. We can't just sit there and not touch anything because it's like we're born addicted, like I said. So what I did was then I add a lot of sugar in my mm-hmm. first year. I put on like a stone and weight. Um, I was addicted to cheesecake and and it was all it seemed to be at nighttime because I wasn't drinking wine and wine's full of sugar. So yeah. my body was craving this this sugar. So that's another thing. If when people are thinking about giving it up, um, they they will discover that y- you will find other we you know we um what's the word I'm looking for we comforts. Yeah. So like you said with your soda, um, mine was cakes and buns, um, and then what else? Just lots, lots and lots of sugar. So I've undone that. And then I couldn't sleep because when you're drinking wine at night, you're going to bed. Well, sure, it knocks you out into your sleep, doesn't it? But if you don't drink anything going to bed, you're wide awake. So I had insomnia. So I had to go to my doctor and the doctor prescribed sleeping aids for me. And then, sure, you have to get off them. So it's it's not just giving up alcohol and there that, yes, your life's perfect. It, People have to be prepared, but it is definitely, definitely, definitely worth it. Three and a half years, I am sleeping without anything. I don't drink. I don't need alcohol. But I'm eating really healthy. Um, I'm I'm probably the healthiest I've been in in you know in my physique ways and in my mind. Um, I eat my healthy regular diet. I juice fruit and vegetables every day. Um, I go to the gym. I take fitness classes and things like that. But it is a process, Scott. And yeah. um, you can't just give up everything all at once, one thing at a time. As long as alcohol's out of the picture, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it, it can be daunting, you know, to to look at all these things. And you know, I I know early on, every I, you know, last year I was in three different treatments, and I saw it in myself and and a lot of the other people that were in there with me. It's like you get a taste of like sobriety, you know, you get a few weeks in and you're like, oh, my God, I feel so good. Yes. You know, know, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up coffee. I'm going to (laughs) quit. I'm going to work out. Yeah. But the problem with that is the problem with that is, is you make all these unrealistic goals. Like I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to quit drinking caffeine. I'm going to quit. hundred percent. And then all of a sudden you have a candy bar. Then all of a sudden you don't work out today. You know? And now that's so true. Yeah, now you're failing. You're feeling like you're failing, and then that sets it back. So you have to be realistic. You know, I mean, if, 100%. if yeah, if if you're if especially for alcohol, you're right with the sugar. I, I <clears throat> you know, I, I drink a lot of diet soda. You know, so I know aspartame, and I know there's a whole another topic on 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 that. And and you know, if it's better for you or worse than drinking, you know, the actual sugar or whatever. But yeah, I mean, there's a reason why in AA meetings, they hand around a basket for your donations. And then before or after that, you're getting a basket full of candy, you know, because you you need that, that sugar. So you you just got to be careful and don't overload yourself. Get, 
handle one thing at a time. And I know that some people are just like, you know, they want to do it all at once because if we're impatient as I, I can speak for myself, I am impatient as an alcoholic. I want to be drunk and I want to be drunk now. I don't want to sit here and sip on a beer and gradually get a buzz. That's why I buy a half pint or a pint and I chug that bitch and I'm ready to go. That's I want it now. And yeah. recovery, recovery, unfortunately, it's not like that. You're a hundred percent right. Yep, definitely. I totally agree with you. Yeah. You think at the start, no, because you're all proud of yourself because you've actually managed to give up alcohol for a certain amount of time that you didn't think was possible. So then you're like, Oh wow! I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna and and I actually three and a half years, three and a half years later, I still haven't done the wee things that I said that I was gonna do at the start. I've actually only coming around to them now. You know, I went on my first sober holiday. You remember I was meant to yeah. do the podcast with you before that. Yeah. Wow! It wasn't challenging as in I craved alcohol. I don't crave it. It doesn't come into my head. Yeah. Again, the social aspect. So I was with my son and my daughter and we were around all the bars, you know, I let them go into the bars. I'll go into the bars with them. They don't have to stop doing that just because I don't want to do it. But my son, you know, he got a wee bit drunk. And so I says, right, we're going to go out today and you're going to watch to see what alcohol does to you. I want you to be aware, try and be aware. And they were laughing their heads off going, yeah, mommy. We're going to be aware <laughs> while we're sitting drinking and also, well, how do we, you know, it was fun. We made it fun. So Podrick, he um, drank a shot, okay, changed completely, changed him into, he got a bit angry, you know, like a wee bit aggressive, scary, violent or anything, but just, and so the next day, um, he said to me, mommy, oh my God, he said, if I had been with my friends, I would have just carried on taking those shots and not noticed what that one shot done to me he says you pointed it out we went back to the hotel went asleep got up the next morning and he went mommy how are you doing this i don't know where you're getting this strength from because i would break like a plate that was his words to me yeah. and i said podrick son i'm it's just i'm over that night i'm i, I don't want alcohol in my life son I, he says but worrying about me and your son stressing in the bar was i going to get out of control he says you know, it's easy to just go, ah, frig it, and take a drink so as you don't have to worry. But just sat there with the raw feelings. And I says, yes, you know, that's part of the journey. That's what I want to achieve. And I'm glad you're talking to me about it. So now you know, don't drink shots. What is the point if they're going to do that to you? So he has agreed that he's not going to drink the shots. But when we were in the bars, people were coming over to me and like, are you sure you don't want to drink? Are you sure you're on your holidays, you know? I says, no, no, I'm loving this sitting here on my holidays. I don't want to drink. I'm right. When I go back to the hotel room or when I'm lying at the pool, I'm going to write and I'm going to type on my laptop my experience. And it's been absolutely amazing. See, just sitting, writing, having that power and the privilege to sit there with my strength mm -hmm. and write about it. It was just an amazing experience. My first ever holiday in the sun without drinking alcohol but that's what we done we, we 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 decided to go out that day and be aware and watch what alcohol done to Padraig and Amelia yeah. Amelia she was okay she only had beer but he took one shot and that's what it done and that's when I said 
don't drink shots. What do we, look what they're doing. We, you don't even know what's in them. Why is it doing this to you? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. honestly. But it was an experience. My first holiday without alcohol was just fascinating. I traveled everywhere, sightseeing. I seen the beauty in another country, not just hangovers and hotel walls. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, everything is more beautiful. I mean, it's just, your senses are there. I totally get that, you know, and I think it's really important what you're doing with your kids because, you know, I, I think as parents, sometimes we shy away from wanting to talk about the uncomfortable things, but I mean, that's really how we have to do it. I mean, you know, the, I've come to find the more honest I am and open about things, the easier life is, right? So I think like, um, you know, what you're doing, having these conversations and, and bringing awareness to it. I think that I wish we could, I wish we could bring this approach to recovery into the schools, like, and everything, you know, cause I mean, I don't know, maybe that's a whole nother topic for another day, but you know, it's, I hope we do. yeah, re recovery is like all inclusive, you know, it doesn't matter what job you have, you know, there's not that, that, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly putting people into groups you know recovery is just recovery and we all can bond you know and it's it's great um now i see i did the same thing you just did i i i drew a blank um so we'll we'll see while you're drawing a blank i'll i'll speak for you because that's all i do is talk you're awesome. probably this. <laughs> <laughs> um the one thing I, I would want to say if there's anybody listening um who are thinking of giving up alcohol and haven't done it yet and they feel like they can't they can and my advice it, it may some people may for years didn't think that this would work for them and I also didn't think that this would work but this is what worked for me I, I got books on the law of attraction my higher self God like I'm reading a course it's called a course in miracles and it's all about love and forgiveness and compassion with yourself and others you're like not judging other people and showing them love instead I know it's a tough thing to do and asking your higher self for the strength for you to overcome this disease in your mind. And I promise, I promise to anybody listening, you can do it because your higher self will step in and it will definitely help you. And once you find that that happens, your faith will get stronger and stronger and you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, if anyone's listening, I hope that I hope to hear that. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure they were. I, they they will. Um, I, more people are listening to this than I ever imagined. So it's going to get out there. And it seems like every time that um, a woman comes on here and decides to recover out loud, it always really seems to take off. So, I mean, you're you're really doing something that's going to help. I, I know it. Um, this is all good so. stuff. Yeah, it, just find, find something, you know, you, you have to find that something that you can dive into because you know, alcohol creates a void, a huge void um, in your mind, soul. Um, and then, you know, you have to fill it with something fulfilling. You know, they they say, you know, you have to create a life that's worth not losing, you know. Yes, and, definitely, definitely. And, I, and it There's has so to, much more to life. Honestly, there really is when you yeah. give up alcohol. I just wish people would experience it. I know. And, and hopefully, you know, by, by sharing our stories, our experience, strength and hope is another AA thing, you know, um, that it can motivate people that it is possible. You know what I mean? Uh, my goal, my goal 
my sole goal, because they told you and told me in treatment, you know, to have small goals, attainable goals. You know, my goal was to get six months sobriety, come back and do an open talk there. And now I'm talking to people all over the United States and, and now I'm spreading out to talk to people in other countries. It's, it's freaking awesome. It's, it's far more than I ever could have imagined. And they keep saying that the people that have been through it, like yourself, you know, three and a half years, you know, that's some serious sobriety. And, you know, you all are saying the same thing. It is possible and it's going to be better than you could ever imagine. Definitely. And you know what? I would love to do more podcasts with you. Um, and now that I've done the first podcast with you, um, I would like to, because now I've got other stuff in my head that if, okay. if, when we get talking again, to talk about different stuff and to keep the momentum going and just, you know, not a, for it not to be just a one-off. If you're if you're up for that, I would love oh, that. Yeah. Talk oh, on, yeah. on like a weekly or a monthly basis or something. And maybe we'll gather more and more people and we'll just help more and more people. I think it will be amazing. Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, you know, we'll work it out with our schedules and the time differences. I think that you would be somebody great to have on. I, I want to do more and more panel episodes, you know, like having three, four people on and having an yes. open discussion and just go around, you know, go around and talk. I did that the other day. Um, oh, brilliant. And then, so, yeah, I mean, well, I've done it twice now. One was accident. I scheduled two people at the same time. <laughs> And the other one was intentional, and both of them turned out really well. That so, was meant to happen. <laughs> yeah, the one of them was meant, and the the other one was a screw up. So, no, this was this was awesome, Emma. Thank you so much for sharing, and you know, no, thank world, you so much for having me, Scott. I really appreciate it. Yeah, the door is always open. Stay in touch with me on on you know via email or Twitter, and uh, we'll have again. And then uh, we definitely you know you get your book book written. Um, if I'm still around when you get Hello. that finished and doing a podcast, we'll, you're going we'll to be talk in about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, this is, this is freaking awesome. And, and, and you know, know in your heart of hearts that you're going to help somebody, um, by doing this and we're going to, uh, we're going to do it again and we're, we're going to do everything that we can to save a life. Even yeah, if it's just one right on. Thank you so much, Scott. Honestly, I really appreciate it. Yeah. It was freaking awesome, Emma. And, it was. um, I will, uh, we will talk soon. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye.